The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. No. Yep. I'm going to let it play just long as long as possible to really eat up the time. Jesse is very... Start the... <laughs> get rid of the music. Oh, we got to the end of we, it. I've never heard the, I end, don't that think little, we, yeah. the riff at the end. That right there... If I tell you, if you weren't prepared for just an energetic, lively, lively show, let the intro music play for 40 seconds. I'm going to break your other hand, and we're going to see how you do then. I think it would add a little flair. <laughs> I think you would be real spicy. It would add up. some flail. Just <laughs> flailing around with broken nubs. We I don't even know how much we talked about it on the last episode. Like we we started talking about it. You interrupted me to talk about it, and then I cut you off. So we didn't. Did we ever really mention that Mike hurt his hand last episode? And bleh, my hand he is just took black off his little and hand blue. cast. My knuckle is fractured. You, right around there. Right around there for the YouTube crowd that's not on. To be fair. And then the base of my hand has a fracture. You and have, a, she said a severe sprain. You've injured yourself several times in the last 12 months from playing basketball. Okay. What are, what's the future of Mike Giuseppe above the rim? I mean, here's the deal. Realistically, if you want me to stop playing sports, yeah. I'll go down a real deep dive <laughs> with mental health. I'm not saying I want you to stop I'm just playing sports. You, you I'm just asking you, what do you want to do? I don't have a real job. Like if I was still doing construction, this would be a game changer, right? Sure. That's honestly the first thing when it happened. I was like, I mean, doesn't really change anything. <laughs> oh well, just now I'm still... down to now I'm down to thirteen words a minute instead of forty. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you were not at forty words a minute, bro. In my own language, I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Um, so Clock. Mike has a broken hand. Um, I also don't feel good. He's also sick with the. We don't know what it is. We're not going to guess. The mood of this episode is going to reflect my own mood, mine own mood. And I will be there to boost those spirits up. That's correct. I'll be there to make you seem like you're so happy to be here and that it's not going to be a short the episode. The market is in decline. Oh, <laughs> Things are a bit slow. All right, pump the brakes. Here we go. I've got to jump in already. But already we're not, bringing the positivity. But we're not panicking. Couples... There's a po- that's positive. <laughs> Markets in the, in the I had to find Ooh. a positive sound effect. There's a couple things I want to mention, though. First of all, I would say across the board, sales are down. Breaking the breakers. I've, I'm still pretty plugged in with the breaking community. Mm-hmm. Breaks are filling slower than they were a couple months ago. Okay. Uh, card shows seem to be a little bit slow. We talked to, we had, we had people set up at two shows this week. The Midwest Monster, we had Matt and Max there. And then we had James and Carlos out in Vegas. Those were the two real big shows of the weekend. I think both were underwhelming, according to them. Actually, that's, that's the exact that quote the, I got. Yeah, both were underwhelming. Um, I think there's a number of things that contribute to it. I'm going to talk slow because, quite frankly, my brain is mush today. I think there's a number of things that contribute to that. Product releases have been few and far between yep. recently. And like not quite like even this week, we didn't even do release week last because there wasn't much to talk about. This week, we've got a couple, nothing that's like, you know, there's nothing coming out in the next week, I would say that you're like, oh, you know what? This is an exciting product that's going to like rejuvenate things. Yeah. Make people have to go get it. 
Yeah, I mean, timing, you know, timing's rough. Like, baseball, we're in the postseason, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. There's no real, like, Topps Archives comes out this week. Oh, we're going to talk more about So Rare, by the way. You guys are going to have even more of a chance. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah, like, stuff like, but, like, yeah, there's no baseball product coming out this week where you're like, oh, I'm going to capitalize on this because we're in the midst of a playoff run. So I think that's certainly negatively affecting it. Uh, I think there's some fatigue. I don't know. I'm kind of burned out with shows and with, and with just well, the whole market in general right now, dealing with it. Let's be fair. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you have like these these thoughts, these similar thoughts, you never act on them because you know everything's brighter in the light of day. When you're sick and you're not feeling good, you got a busted up hand, you're going to think a very similar train of thought. And it's best not to overreact in those moments because not there's light at the end of the tunnel. I know you're not. I'm just letting the people who are listening know that though this is a take of, yes, it's slower. Yes, there's a market in decline. It doesn't mean that we have to go to a dark side. And I don't think you are. Yeah, so releases are slow. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. You just said, you said for yourself, you're not going right, dark, right? No, I'm just a realistic conversation. I mean, eBay sales are down with the consigners I speak to. Breaks are down. Product is coming out slowly. We just found out that the next really big baseball release is pushed till the end of November. That certainly doesn't help. Football is in swing right now. And despite the fact that we have a, a, a slow market in the rookie class, again, there's not a lot of football coming out right now, which hurts. The grading thing, I think, is is interesting to me now. Like, we announced the SGC lowering of prices. The more I think about that, the more I actually think that was probably a good move. I know that they told us they're still very busy. I don't think it's the worst thing. Like, I think... Did you think that was a bad thing? Well, I thought it was like, oh, it's like the sky's falling. You're not getting enough cards. Oh, well, I mean, at this point, you they followed suit along with PSA, or PSA followed them. Yeah, which I think is probably a good thing. Like, you, if you don't make the grading prices lower, you're going to really alienate a bunch of people. So I, I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, overall, though grading at competitive prices to me, whether it's PSA or SGC, I do think is a positive for the market. Like you actually have a chance to do it. I guess my overall message here would be now is probably the best time for patience. I don't think there's any reason to overreact. I don't. I mean, here's the thing. I think a lot of the listeners who listen to this, this show are not only, you know, there's, we already have established a lot of them invest, but almost every single person collects. And if anything, this is like a heyday for the collector because now you can actually get things that you weren't able to get before, get things at a discount or get things that are at or near low pricing. I mean, for the last, what, year and a half, if you were in this hobby before this, you were probably thankful for the fact that if you wanted to buy or collect something, now you have a chance to again because everything's been out of your price range. Yeah, so probably not a bad idea. I, I still think I would probably be holding. Um, there are a couple things, too, I think you got to be careful of, especially now. For example, the narrative that like vintage is the way to go. If you've looked at vintage pricing recently, vintage has also suffered just along with everything else. Maybe not as drastically, but it's vintage has suffered. Sealed wax, which has been one of the more consistent things to hold in the past, has certainly struggled. I do think you got to be careful. You have to be very careful, and I think you got to be super patient right now because I don't know that we're at the end of this thing yet. I think we're going to see, you know, spikes here and there. I'm glad that the, ba the basketball season's starting up. I think that'll be a good thing. Again, it's going to how much of an effect will that have? Because we have a very underwhelming rookie class. So I think there are some positive things on the horizon, but overall, I do think you have to just be. It's super boring, but I do. I just like if I, if I'm in the card market, which I am, 
I'm just kind of chilling. I'm being patient with most things. I'm not going out and going crazy. I'm not making like big moves to buy up positions. Um, yeah, I think that is my overall message. Things are certainly slow and low right now. I don't think it's a, it's a time to like crazy panic. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be selling out low anyways. No, I don't think anybody. I And there's a question in mailbag today about how do you prepare your card collection for a recession, basically. Uh, the best option at this point is continue to diversify like we've talked about, but also not make any drastic moves because that's inevitably what happens in stock market or any kind of investable asset. People end up selling at the bottom and they regret and then they end up buying in back at the top. I mean, at this point, if you can wait and hold anything that you've got, hold. You know, it, it, the good news that we're seeing is that just like the regular stock market, the card market has dropped but it hasn't dropped where it crashed. If it crashed, then we'd be, I, I think my main concern would be, oh, we're back into like a 1990s type era where it was a huge boom, it crashed, and then it died for a long time. Whereas if it went up and then has slowly, it has not crashed, but had a, sl- uh, a steady decline, that's more indicative of a healthy market. Just like in the stock market, we're, we're seeing a steady decline. So. Overall, I think if you can hold, it's you're you're going to be doing yourself a better service than going ahead and selling at the bottom. All right, so there you go. That's like my opening thought. The market matches my mood. Slightly depressed and just not <laughs> not really in the mood to do anything. Uh, I do want to. I mean, you said some, some football notes. There have been some surprises in football this year, which has been kind of funny to see. The Eagles are five and zero. First of all, that's good. You want to be? That's not bad. My boy Jalen playing all right. The craziest team, the next two, though, are even more surprising. The Cowboys and the Giants are 4-1. and one. That is insane, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys have Cooper Rush, who was undefeated as a starter. You want to like, talk about effects to the card market. That's going to affect your card market right there. The fact that these teams are the ones that are actually performing the best. Because who had who had their collection in, I mean, other than Jalen Hurts. I mean, like, well, it's not Dak Prescott. Uh, who is it? Cooper, uh, Cooper Rush? Mm-hmm. So who had, I mean, anything Cooper Rush, oh, right? Well, yeah. That's, That's what like, I mean. Like the the fact that they're the teams that are performing not as great are the teams that had probably the highest investments. That's probably going to hurt your overall hobby uh, in, investing portfolio. I'm trying to think of what you just said. Your highest investments. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a saying, lot of words. Okay. You did good. I t- that was my point. Oh, I want to compliment, commend you. Yeah, right. Thanks. I would say, though, of those teams, I don't think I'm buying up any of those guys, but I actually think it's been fun to see. The more parity in the NFL, the better. You know what? We're doing just straight sports talk today. I have no use for cards today. I do. I actually love when the NFL is, has a lot of parity and just even. The fact that the Giants are 4-1, and one, Daniel Jones has not been that great this season, but I watched almost that entire game yesterday against Green Bay. Kid looked pretty good. Saquon looks really good. The Vikings have, like, one of the best offenses in football with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I've actually been very entertained this year with with what I've seen. And even the Cowboys beating the Rams yesterday, I don't think many people had them winning that game, especially without Dak Prescott. But then Zeke is going off and going crazy. So, yeah, you you do make a decent, like a valid point, though. If you want to mess around, take long shots. Cooper, Cooper Rush, there's your guy. Like, take a shot on a dude like that. Uh, you actually have some card information, I think. Bailey so, Zappi? You have Bailey pulled up? Bailey First win. has a, I think... This is going to be an initial spike and you have to sell at this point. But like, say, for example, this is his select 
XRC from 2021, uh, out of 10, this is a PSA 10, just sold for $600. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, you granted, sell. This, was, this was a few days. Uh, this may have been a week ago or something when that sold. So this was even before the win yesterday. I think at this point, unless you just have the highest of hopes and zap, zappy or zap? What are we saying? Exactly. Yeah. So exactly is what you should have said. Wasted opportunity. Uh, but I mean, he's still selling like, so la- just today he had a uh, 2022 gold standard uh, out of 10 sell for $300. I mean, yeah, I'm selling anything I have of Bailey zappy. Like I do think we've come past the point in the market where a year and a half ago, this mm-hmm. is the bull-bull effect. Bull-bull comes in, hits a couple threes in a game. People start loading up because they think there's going to be this crazy market. And for a month, we speculate on him. Yeah, I think guys are now smart enough where it's Bailey Zappi. It's, oh, yeah, let's just sell his stuff. This kid is probably not the next Tom Brady. Or are they thinking maybe we have another Cooper Rush situation where, like, there's already talk that does he replace Dak? I mean, that he's been performing so well. So could that happen with another quarterback? I mean, I guess, but like, I'm not playing that game with Bailey Zappi. Like, I'm just selling his stuff. Yeah. Also, he hasn't looked that great. That team's defense played phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But but there are there were a couple other couple of the positive notes because I did see I did actually watch a ton of football. Yesterday. Do you want to know who has one of the lowest QBRs? In, Tom Brady. No, Mac Jones. Oh, Mac's looked terrible this year. I'm just yep. I'm just throwing that out there as another excuse. If if you are high on Zappi, I don't want to crush every dream of the investor of oh, Zappy. Oh, I do. Do not invest in Zappy. Like, <laughs> not, I, oh, I don't, don't I don't recommend it. I'm just saying there may be some who uh, don't take that advice. So take there the you advice. go. Don't invest in QBR of Mac Jones. Not good. Nine. Uh, Zach Wilson actually looked really good, though. The Jets are three and two. Zach Wilson has actually played pretty well. Uh, who did they beat yesterday? I can't even remember who they beat yesterday. But I actually sat around and watched football like all day for the first time this year, just game after game. I was pleasantly surprised with how well Zach Wilson looked. Like I said, Daniel Jones, I think there was something there. Josh Allen's another guy. He had a bad week, week and a half, and all of a sudden people started getting quiet on him. Yesterday, 425 yards, four touchdowns, and 50 yards rushing. He was unbelievable. The Jets smoked the Dolphins, 40-17. to Zach Wilson didn't even have a great game, but he looked good, and the team is at least winning. I think that's a guy that we've seen get really cheap. Your boy Derrick Henry, nice little rebound, a couple of touchdowns and 100 he yards finally. Bad. He looked awesome, I thought. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think with football, football is probably the one sport right now that I'd be comfortable going week to week. Like, hey, I think this guy might have a decent week. I'm going to buy him, and then we'll see what happens. Like, if he if he spikes for a week. I also feel like that with baseball. Because, obviously, we're in the playoffs in baseball. Some good things happen. I mean, J-Rod and Cal Raleigh. Tough thing with Seattle is now you're going up against Houston. I don't love that. But there's at least some big-name guys there. And some young kids, if they pull up an offset against Houston, that's going to be awesome for the baseball market. I mean, hopefully Judge makes some noise in the playoffs, a couple home runs, and I think his market's going to take off even more so. And again, very boring take, but the one dude I'm excited to see, and he has been— Dude, t- stop. You you got to stop what? with the Judge stuff. Like I'm past the Judge. That was it. I know, but you, you just—you still think that he's going to take off. I just—he has—I think that we're doing people a disservice if we continue to pump him. Because at this point, he has dropped like over the last two weeks, like 30 something percent for his Topps Chrome 2017 rookie card. I just, it, it may not be the best time to buy him, or at least I would throw a caveat out there if you're going to. Did you hear what I said? No, that judge? you're buying. You just said that you thought there was room for him to go up. No. All I said is I think he's going to hit some big home runs there. That was it. 
If he hits big home runs, though, you don't care. You you're not investing, though. You're not pushing that. I, I just want to make sure. Made, I just want to make sure. Then maybe I maybe I, I inferred something that you infer, and I moved on. I mean, you used to spend more time critiquing my judge takes than the judge take. I I am concerned about the judge take. There have been it a, wasn't a few, even a take. Okay, fine. I back off, but I I do want to make sure that we all know that judge is not necessarily a safe investment at these current prices. That's all. Okay. <laughs> God. Well, I'm just saying, if you, I don't mind criticism ever. You have to listen to the take to criticize it. That's my only, that would be my only thing there. I, I inferred what you were saying incorrectly. Okay. Soto is the guy I think is interesting now. Now this, Soto is way down across the board. He has played like garbage. I think one or two of the people in this room right now could probably hit more than Soto could against the Dodgers. But he's another guy. I don't think the Padres have a real shot against LA. It starts tomorrow night, Tuesday night, I think. I think if there's a guy who's, I think probably the face of baseball still, if you ask most GMs, hey, you can pick one player, money aside, Soto's probably the top of that list. I don't know. I still am hopeful this kid's just going to go absolutely nuts and just win a series against the Dodgers. So I like to be positive. I'm just being optimistic. We'll see what happens with Soto. That's all I've got. I have nothing else useful to say on baseball. We'll see. I'm excited the playoffs are here. Football's picking up. Everything starts tomorrow night. Uh, Speaking of baseball, for all of those who are involved in the So Rare competition where you can win championship tickets, uh, we do have our champions from last week. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't know how to pronounce all the names, so I'm not going to. Well, let's be fair. I'm going to try. But um, Lago underscore eight, that's the winner of the championship tickets. Uh, Oh, he won the tickets. ALCS, NLCS. Joka 12, and then at, uh, oh boy, at Pew Svensson. You, you two were the winners of the uh, jerseys. You guys will be reached out uh, to from So Rare, I believe. So congratulations on that. The good news for anybody who did not win this coming week, you are supposed to be getting three additional tickets. Uh, I'm sorry, cards, cards yep. common cards to be able to play in the coming week. So basically, hopefully increasing your chances because usually you only get one. Again, this week, you are going to have an opportunity to go to an NLCS or ALCS if you are the top winner. And then uh, we have jerseys for those who don't win. Um, uh, not autographs this week. No, it's a jersey of the choice, not an autograph jersey. Authentic MLB jerseys. You mm-hmm. What position did you come in? Just out of curiosity. Very, very, very close. I think I was 6,000. So six, in the 6,000 range. I was 5,700. Producer Mike was 900. There was like, I think, close to 20,000 people that played, which is pretty amazing. Um, This week, there's already... Oh, and sign up now. By the time you're listening to this, this is Monday. We're recording this at 2.30 Central Time. Uh, You need to sign up for Week 24's competition by noon Eastern Time on Tuesday the 11th. There you go. Get in there. Win some stuff. Hopefully, uh, we hear some cool stories of guys who won. I also won. Oh, I did not win fantasy football yet. I spoke too soon. Well, I need Darren Waller to put up three points. If that doesn't happen tonight, I think I'm just going to quit. I'm in a real quitting mood. Darren Waller's playing at the Chiefs. If he cannot give me, I'm losing by 3.20 points. I'm not going to say I have high hopes for you because I don't. I hope you lose, but you have, you probably have a good chance of winning. Um, I follow up from last week's episode. We talked about insurance a little bit. I couldn't remember the guy's name who has a card-specific insurance company. The company is called Stadium Insurance. The guy's name is Dan Lorber. I 
will go out on the record and say, I've never used them. I can't vouch for them other than I can tell you they exist if you are interested in learning more about them. Uh, it was, again, I think it called Stadium Insurance. There you go. Cool. Oh, other big thing tonight. At halftime of the game tonight, I'm doing that big giveaway break. I'm going to plead with people just to take the boxes sealed because I don't want to have to rip a bunch of packs with my hand. But that's fine. We'll do that tonight. So there's a bunch of giveaways happening tonight. And then I'm going to start selling. I've got a case of 2013 Bowman Draft. I'm not going to pump this up because I don't want to get scalded. But if you would like to open a box of cards and chase a judge prospect card, you can do that. $725 a piece. They come from a sealed case. Per box? Per box. I mean, yep. You can take them ripped or shipped. It would be judge. So he's got non-auto paper, his base chrome, of course, all the color that comes with it. And then, of course, his first prospect autos. And you know what? Just because I'm such a positive guy, Mm -hmm. if you buy a box, anything you want graded from Judge, free on the house. There you go. I think there was one other thing I wanted to talk about before we got to mailbag, because at this point, we don't really have a whole lot of other topics. Oh, you got cards. I, I do have a few cards. These are the cards. So when we were at the summit, I hadn't actually gone through like the giveaway bag. Oh, you didn't go through your swag bag. No, I didn't go through my swag bag until um, earlier today. I didn't realize like they gave away like numbered select cards. Like, Ten or less. Yeah. Pink select. Who did you get? I got basketball and football. I did get basketball and football. Um, let me see. I think I got two football, three basketball. I got an RJ Hampton. Uh, nine out of ten. That's a rookie, right? Yes, that's okay. a that's a rookie. I got Anthony Davis, uh, two out of ten. Russell Westbrook, three out of four. Ever heard of it? Drew Brees, nine out of ten, and then another oh, rookie jersey number, by the way. Marlon Davidson, two out of ten. I haven't actually looked up any values. I may be doing a giveaway with some of I these bet cards. A couple hundred dollars there. Um. That's I wouldn't cool. be surprised, actually. So we may be doing, uh, I may do a, another treasure hunt on Thursday's episode, which Thursday we are going to have Chris Hoge to to give us some more positive, solid, uh, when I say positive, to give us more solid numbers from the hobby. Chris Hoge from Card Letter is going to be joining us so we can hopefully get a little insight on what segments of the hobby are doing better or worse uh, and maybe give it an idea for if we're at the bottom or not. We got a bunch of guests. We have him Thursday, mm-hmm. the following Monday, no, the 24th. Two weeks from today, we got Ryan from So Rare. I think he's going to talk about the, hopefully, not only the MLB, but a little NBA uh, competition as well. So we'll see what's going on there. Oh, I forgot the role. And then, the, and then starting after that, last Monday of every month, probably even more than that, we're going to have Jason Flynn, Soccer Cards United, because the World Cup's going to start kicking out. Not to mention World Cup Prism's coming out, National Treasure Soccer. We're actually going to spend more time than I ever thought or ever would have wanted to on soccer in the month of late October and then for sure into November, just because of the timing. Like, I got to think that's a market that's poised to do fairly well, I would think, World Cup. So, I mean, hopefully. There you go. Um, at this point. Mailbag. I think, yeah, we just got to jump into mailbag. Oh, yep. uh, you know, this is not because we, we don't do it. This segment is sponsored by or anything, but I did want to throw out there, if anybody is curious, pristine, they're still partnering with us, and they did want to clarify. So if you submit a card to Beckett for grading, you can then, again, mark it as being auctioned off at Pristine straight from there. So they'll uh, basically send it from Beckett to Pristine and auction it for you. If the card is valued over 500 there is no additional cost uh, for grading. And, of course, signing up for a new account with Pristine, $10 free if you use the code NONSENSE. 
Mailbag time. I added time in there. It didn't feel natural. It'll just be mailbag from now on. I apologize, folks. This is from the Facebook. Let's go. Max Nolan was the one who asked the question about recession-proofing card investments. Again, diversification is going to be key. And then also not freaking out if you're at the low. Mike, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Yeah, he asked, like, how do you reset? I mean, there's no way to fully do that, right? So I I would guess if you're going to go long-term, I mean, I do still think vintage and, like, safe, low-numbered, short-print stuff is the way to go. That is going to be the most recession-proof. But I think a lot's going to depend on what the market, just the the economic market does over the next few months. So, yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I would reach for anything right now, though. Like, if you get stuff on your list, like, I'd still just kind of wait and see where the rest of the market goes before I go making any huge buys. The only issue with that is, like, do you miss out on the buying at the bottom? And then what do people do in the meantime? Like, if every, say everybody listened to our podcast. If everybody did that, then the market would die. So it's like... But I'm just, I know that's not even remotely the case, right? Like, how many collectors listen? I want our small cloud of people to be like, oh, I'm going to kind of hold off and only make strategic buys. As podcast of the year, I don't believe it's small, but that's okay. You say what you say. I said it. John Boren would like to know about Russell Wilson. Uh, looks like grief. his cards are not doing too good. The guy can't throw a football anymore. I, I, I as, as correct as I was about Tua and Jalen Hurts, I have been equally as horrendously wrong. Dude, Russell Wilson's QBR on Sunday was 16. Well, 15.9. That's out of 20? It's out of 100. <laughs> oh, that's not, as, that's not as good. I, I don't understand. That team, to me, has all the offensive weapons where they should. I thought they were going to be really good. Maybe he finds it. He also got a little... He tweaked. I, I don't know if he's going to miss time. I thought he hurt his leg or something. Uh, oh, yeah. Wilson's played the last two games with a partially torn lat near his right shoulder. Mm. So do they just... Bend, like I, I don't know, but he has been Not putrid good. this year. I also don't know if they, if, like, if they bench him for that. Does that mean he's done for the year? They're two and three. I mean, I'm not panicking yet, but it's weird, man. Russell, because he was one of the three guys. He was number three on my list of QBs to buy. So um, I don't know. Sad to see. Do you have a QB you would buy? Today? Jalen Hurts. Hard to, I mean, he's, he's top of the market. That's tough. He is high, but I mean, I have not compared. sold my Jalen Hurts. I've been holding him. Okay. Um, His rookie, 2020. We haven't done any real talk of pricing or anything, but 2020 Jalen Hurts, PSA 10 is doing about $100. $50 right now where oh, it was card. Sorry. his 2020 prism PSA 10, which is up from like 80 before the season. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, even back in May, that card was selling for down in like the 50 range. So, um, but, but they're yes, five and oh, like that's my thing with him. And he's played really well. He's played very well. The team's been performing well. However, if you're looking at overall stats for Jalen, I mean, it's not like he's doing bad, but he's not, Top in, like, say, QBR, touchdowns, passing. I mean... But that makes sense. He's never going to be... He's not a prolific passer. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a couple names. And I actually think Lamar Jackson's still a good buy because he lost a couple games and people just totally sold out on the kid, which I think is insane. I do like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a solid... If I had to buy a QB right now, I'd be okay buying Lamar. Lamar Jackson overall is still doing fairly well as far as touchdowns go. He is second place as far as that. But... Um, do you want to know Tua is actually, you know, 
I, I hate to even talk about it because it's like, what do you, we haven't really given any advice on to it because it's, hold. I feel like there's a, a time to talk and a time not to, but. Yeah, and with him, you have to hold stuff, right? Like, what do you, because he mean, may come you, back in a week or two. Is that the talk? Is, I don't really, I mean, I don't think there's been anything super official. I don't think you're going to get much just because, again, they are. I mean, they. With head injuries at this point, it's been so mishandled. I think they ought to be more cautious than anything. Well, they already instituted new rules just specifically based on this situation alone. But he is second in QBR. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, I would say. Like, especially given the fact that he's out this last game, too. I mean, he's not on the IR, which is good. So at least for right now, it doesn't seem like it's going to be crazy long-term. But I don't think there's any way to tell. If you told me he missed another four games, I'd believe it. If you said he's done for the year, I would believe that as well. So Okay. Well, there I'm you go. I'm holding, though. I'm going to wait and see. Uh, let's go to Matt Tillman. Uh, do you know Matt Rule with the Panthers? coaching, I believe. No. Uh, he was fired. His question is, can the Panthers turn their season around no. and do they do it on the back of CMC? I mean, again, what other team is winning on the back of a running back? It's tough. Yeah. I thought him and Baker were going to find some early season sparks. Baker just didn't find it early, then got hurt. I, I don't know. I don't I don't love CMC anymore. I have one prism of his, one prism PSA 10. I think Would I you... paid 100. I, don't, I haven't even seen what it's done lately. I can't imagine it's done much. It's probably best we don't look. Let's not look. Um, let's see, Kyle McWade, what should I do with my 2015 contenders cracked ice out of 23 pre-rookie card of Aaron Judge? I assume I missed the peak value, so should I hold long-term or still try to move it as soon as possible? I'm going to let you answer this. Wait till his next home run and then sell. There you go. I would like to know what you would want to say, though. That's my take. Yeah, I think he's, I, I still think he's going to have a postseason spike. Okay. Where he gets the high, I think his highest point at any time in the year is going to come in the next week and a half. Here's a fun fact. If you are looking at Judge, his higher price things, right? so I'm comparing his uh, 2017 Topps Chrome PSA 10, um, where he is, it's a refractor mm-hmm. versus his base. Yep. That does about $400 or so. Um, his non base, or I'm sorry, his base does currently about 230 so I mentioned earlier that over the last two weeks, his base had dropped about 32%, whereas the refractor has only dropped about 6%. I do think you have probably, like Mike mentioned earlier, as far as recession proofing, getting low numbered or anything numbered or any variation probably versus the base, that is going to protect you a little bit as uh, any card really takes a downturn. I hope that doesn't happen. I want his stuff to get high because I also was very loud about me thinking Cage Lawyer was wrong. <laughs> well, at the time, you were right. I mean, he did continue to go up. I mean, it hurts, I'll tell you that. I can't even find... This is weird. Oh, I have it priced. I was going to say, I'm actually checking on, on card letter to see what that card's doing right now, and it was priced uh, high to low. Oh, not helping out a whole lot. That'll do it. Because the refractor's selling for 460 still. The 2017? We are also looking sure, at different cards. Yeah, we're looking at different cards, you and I. Must be, because I'm looking at the PSA 10 2017 Topps Chrome Refractor. As am I. Catching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sold on the 10th this morning, 455 The last one. Oh, okay. So this and must I believe been... you're looking at the Chrome update that's 230 The base? Because the one of him catching, 336 No, it's not. Uh, it's the regular Chrome, but I am guessing I did. I pulled this up a few hours ago. So it may be that there have been additional pricing because the ones I had in the last update was yesterday. It sounds like you've got pricing as of today. Yeah, because even this one, the Chrome Refractor catching four ninety. Oh, it went up. Okay, well, see, there you go. That's good. But it is weird. One of these base sold for two hundred and twelve dollars. 
That's weird. I mean, well, you may have noticed, like, it started Man, dropping a- pretty hard. So yeah. I think people just kind of jumped. Like, they were just going to bail out before it dropped too far. That may have been what it was. And then it corrected back up. I'll tell you the other thing. This is more sales in the last three days than I've ever seen. So clearly people are dumping judge. Not dumping because you're selling for good money, but that also hurts. Yep. That would explain why things are cheap. Okay. That makes a little more sense. I was wondering because there's no way his stuff's just dropping like that. But if you're flooding the market and you can tell almost all three of these sellers, I'm guessing are the same person. Oh, Excuse yeah. me. You, all of these cards are from three sellers. Oh. I held up three, but my thumb's in the splint, so it looks like four. <laughs> they look Let me like do that four. again. So it's three. I still can't tell. Okay. Nate Emerson would like to know, uh, what non-sport markets do you see the most potential in? Uh, I in no way qualified to answer this question. What is interesting is that when Indy, uh, a.k.a. Max, or is it Max, a.k.a. Indy? Anyways, Max went up to the Monster Card Show this weekend. He sent a ton of pictures as far as like, Things that seemed hot, popular, and it was a lot of like non-sports, celebrity, music, uh, entertainment cards. The one thing I I mentioned, I think recently, was the Star Wars cards because those are still very popular and they're like adding additional variations and things like that to them to create uh, some more scarcity. The other, and this is like a, you know, maybe it's played out, but maybe if you think it's played out, you're you're not looking close enough. Pokemon cards. Like the fact of the matter is the people that have no interest in sports, a lot of them, especially even like these, you know, new millennials and what's after millennial Gen X, right? No, 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 no. Older. No, younger. We're millennials. What is it? Gen Z. Oh, Gen Z. Gen Z. I think. What is Gen X? Those are after that. That's Spice Girls. That's after us. I believe. Older than us. Older than us. Yeah. Yeah. What's after Gen X? Baby boomers? No, there's got to be one in between, right? Is it one for every decade? Hey, call in with the... <laughs> we have... Call- Wait a minute. Do we have call-ins? Guys, call in to this number. I'm going to give you a number I want you to today. call. Um, anyway, so the, the reason I say all that is because Pokemon has a resilient uh, fan base in the younger audience. And so I do think that that is still... Even though there's a ton of people moving those cards right now, there's a reason why. Because, I mean, they're still selling. It's a very so. active marketplace. I agree. Yes. So I, I, The only one I pay any attention to that I'm at all qualified to speak on is Marvel. And Marvel is still way, way down. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. So, which I've been buying for my set. But I'm only buying that for my set because I think they're cheap and I'm just going to stash them away. I would not be... I, I don't even trust that market enough right now to buy it to hold and flip. I mean, here's the thing, guys. I have been doing... Personally, I've been doing more buying of cards probably more at this point in the year than I did any other time because I, it sounds stupid, but I think we are, I don't know if we're at the bottom because I, I think we've probably guessed we were at the bottom several times, but I do know that we are much further down than we were. And I don't think anyone can accurately predict any bottom of any investable category. So why not just go ahead and start putting in a little bit of money here and there, not you know, I'm not going to invest everything, but just like the stock market, like right now, I had my money out of the stock market from the beginning of the year, basically January one, I was out of the stock market, which fortunately I did time that very well. But now is the time where I'm starting to move back in because even though we may go down a little bit more, we are at a very low point and there are some small indicators that maybe we can beat this recession. But even if we don't, and it still drops some, I'm still at a better point than I was. And because it does still look like a relatively healthy market and a healthy drop, both in the card world and the stock market world, we are 
hopefully poised to have a decent rebound. So, so you're optimistic. Your, I, I, the fact that we are this low does not mean that there's not opportunities for investment. It's just you can't be looking at it as, oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to flip it in a month or two. I think I okay. That's fair. I think I'd buy this now and I flip it and continue to buy. So I'm not going to go out and just spend everything I've got right now, but I will buy a little at buy at a time and then sell in the next maybe early next year, mid next year. That's my plan. So what are you buying to do that specifically? Uh, well, I just bought. Remember we talked about it on the show. Um, those tops boxes, the ones that were like 3D. I just got those in. I have a box over here. Oh, what are those called? The uh, logo fractor. Yes. And now, see, that might actually be. Did you buy me three, and we bought three each? I bought two, and that actually is going to end up being a great buy. That rookie class is loaded, and those have the SPs in them. He's, so, he's unboxing it now, folks. I just, I just unboxed it. I unboxed it. Yeah, the top Chrome pay 50 logo bucks? fractor. Uh, yeah, 50 plus shipping or whatever the fees were. That so, actually seems like a really good buy. I don't know if they're still actually available or not, but I got some of those. I, I'm, and again, I spent a hundred bucks on that because I didn't want to go too crazy with any individual investment right now. But I've also been buying into a few of these breaks that have been cheaper on the app because guys are selling it a little bit cheaper. I'm taking advantage of the lower pricing. Uh, it doesn't mean like I think that we're out of the woods yet, but I do think if nothing else, I'm buying at a better time than I would have earlier in the year. And I I can live with that. So there okay. you go. Uh, that was a long answer yeah, for Nate fine. Emerson. We had nothing but... else to say today. It was actually perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. Uh, a- Hayes Chandler Hudson, three-namer. So this is a solid question. Will Tua ever play in the NFL again? No clue. I don't think anybody has any reasonable guess on that. I think we have to wait and see, right? Just based on however he comes back from this. Yep. Brian Shom. By the way, guys, our fantasy league has been awfully kind to not just like completely bash us on the Facebook group about how many of them are beating us. Have fun it, trying to bash me. I'm about to be four and one. <laughs> about. To, we're, you know what? We're going to see. Um, it is sad because I was doing did so lose well. Again? Yeah, I did. So I'm going to win and the dude had Gabriel Davis. Dude, I don't I, I don't saying. even know I don't even know how to respond to the fact that Tom Brady is letting me down so hard this year. I, you reach for a quarterback and it, it bit you. It's the first time. It never has before. I always do great with Tom as my first go-to pick. Um all right. So I sorry, Brian. Your question is what do you look to buy at big time card shows? What should newbies look to do and not do while attending? That's a deep question. I can't believe you didn't immediately say, say dollar card boxes, especially for a oh, newbie. Oh, actually, you know what? For anybody right now, that is my recommendation. I think that is still probably the best area of the market right now is the super cheap, super low-end stuff. Here's what I'm going to do. On that episode while you're out of town in a week or so, I'm not even going to have anyone. I'm just going to have Jesse, and I'm going to have pretend Mike. Jesse, you? And I'm going to be like, this is what Mike would say. That's fair. That was I my think I've been pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think the low end stuff for sure, and I don't. And I'm, I'm starting to almost think too with certain stuff. The grading of raw stuff is becoming an option again because of how quick and cheap you can do it. But it it is interesting too because some guys go into these big shows with the mindset of I'm going to find some unbelievable stuff in showcases. I'm going to find that Grail card, that Michael Jordan, the Brady, whatever it is. And then realistically, okay, a it's super tough to find, so you're probably not going to find it. But b 
because there was so much emphasis there. If you just took some time to go dollar box diving or $5 value box, whatever, mm-hmm. you probably could have done better there. And it's a lot safer. I, I do. I actually think that's a good play. And we keep, we talk about it and you're like, well, is that even still possible? Maybe it happens every I've once in a while. I've done every show we've been at. I mean, there's someone in the Facebook group who just posted that they bought some random box and it had like a Mike Trout rookie in there. Yep. So definitely like happens play. all the time. Sports boy. Will you want to do one more? Um, I mean. Pick out a good one. Let's just call it. My energy is brutal. I apologize. I feel terrible. Haven't been sleeping. The hand is just throbbing. Do you take any Tylenol before you go to bed? No, I've been taking Tylenol. I've been taking Vicks. I've been taking like a crazy hot shower just to steam myself up at the end of the night yep. to like kind of clear my my head. And then Hannah, they have Vicks tablets now. Mm-hmm. You put them in the shower, just evaporates in there with you. Oh, in the shower? Put them on the floor in the shower. They have them like for your, uh, what's the thing that you put beside your bed and turn on? And a it, humidifier. The, the humidifier. You can put them in the humidifier you can too. I do that with this too. It's a tablet. That's what I thought they were made for. Maybe they were made for showers, well, there's different too. ones, too. But oh, this is the okay. problem is with our shower thing. You know how big that yeah, shower is? Yeah, it's a big open whole area. Half of the room. I don't know how well it Why works. Why didn't you do two shower heads? I don't get it. You have such. You have the room for it. Hannah, this is on you. I'm not just saying. Point um, being, Thursday's <laughs> episode with Chris, me, oh you, and Chris. Oh, my goodness. Oh, can you imagine how good it's, it's going to be? It's going to be good. It's going to be really not good. Not to mention, I got a bone to pick with him, and I will do that live on air. <laughs> he's making some comments. That's fine. Wait. Has he? I, I thought, heard he wasn't. I heard he was very unimpressed with our influencer of the year <laughs> award. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple screenshots. I like to ask Chris about. Uh, okay, I thought he had clarified. Uh, we had clarification that he didn't get upset about that. I have no clarification of okay. that at all, and all right. I will be picking a fight on Thursday. Sure, no, if for no other fair. reason. That's why you guys, <laughs> nothing I'm going to put to burn some bridges on Thursday. <laughs> you want an energy? Just yeah. listen to the last thirty seconds of this. I cannot wait. Uh, all right. Well, let me throw in at least one, maybe two more questions here. Uh, let's see. All right. So Paul, who boy, Luljack has asked this question a couple weeks now. Say I his name to again, though. Luljack. Little Jack. Paul Little Jack. L-U-L-J-A-K. Paul wants to know, uh, do you like buying retail complete sets? If so, what is your strategy with them? Long-term hold to let rookies hit or grade and flip based on rookie hype? It's hard to argue. If you're going to do this at all, it is hard to argue with the just buy grade flip for the rookie hype. Like if you look over the past five years, I guarantee the hype on these guys is higher than any point of their actualization. Okay. Like Trevor Lawrence has become a decent quarterback. He struggled in yesterday. If you sold his stuff six, eight months ago, you probably did it better than you did today. Same with Mac. Same with Trey. Like I'm trying to think realistically of somebody who that's not the case for re- like recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow, yeah, he had a crazy on-field run last year. So during the Super Bowl, he sold higher than any other point. But that is so far the outlier. Like everybody else hype outsells any other point in their career. So I think if you're going to go that route, you either A, forget about him long-term and hope you have him a Mahomes. Yep. And hey, in 10 years, cool. Like I've got this guy who's unbelievable and I just have his, his rookie just in a sealed case. That's an awesome play. Okay. But in general, yeah, just rip him, grade him, and flip him. Okay, so last question then. Bruce Averett. Nice. I think I, I don't think I butchered that one at all. First, first one of the day. Uh, Bruce wants to know, so I picked up a Jalen Hurts Prism No Huddle Emergent insert with an on-card auto that has a JSA certification sticker on the back. Will I have any issue if I try to get this graded since it has the JSA certification sticker? So he pulled a card from a pack that was not autographed. 
got it autographed, got it authenticated by JSA. So you'd have to just send it into PSA, have them authenticate the card in the auto. Okay. It's 50 bucks, three-month turnaround. That's why I just did with my koozie. But I would assume, I mean, as long as the certificate's good, JSA is very reputable. I would think once you sent it into PSA, they would they would slab it and grade it no problem. When he says JSA certification sticker on the back, he's not talking about like on the card itself. There's like some hole I'm assuming right? there's just like, a, I'm, I'm assuming he just means like the small COA from, yeah. from JSA is in the back of the card. Okay. Yeah, I would suspect. Um, there was someone else who had a question that I don't remember who it was, but I, I did want to ask like, as far as basketball, um, basically not. Oh, here it is. It's uh, Noah Budolf. Uh, he wanted to know how. <laughs> that's how you. I, I enjoyed, think I no, nailed I, it. When you say names constantly, it's great because you're just you. You had that. You're Noah Budolf. I liked it. I appreciate you're <laughs> if bringing you me don't up. Say it with a lot of confidence. Is it even real? No. Uh, Noah wants to know how is the 2022 2023 basketball class going to be affected because of the products not releasing until after the season starts, don't feel like guys have lots of hype anyways. I th- this is the last question. I've been yes, roped into a bunch. That's of- fine. This is a good question. I actually think it's a positive. The same way I thought it was a positive for the NFL. Not a ton of hype with this draft class because there were no big quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Same. I mean, r- really, this basketball draft class is a, has as little hype as we've seen in years. Chet Holmgren was the one that it seemed like was had the potential to carry the hobby. Now he's out for the year. So the fact that this stuff isn't going to come out until after we see them play, I actually think, by the way, this is the only minute of actual content I think people should listen to today. <laughs> Jeez. I actually think it's a good thing because we're going to see some of these kids get on the court and play, and some, I mean, it just happens every year, are going to come out and play really, really well. And even though, so when years pass, it would have been, oh, there's already nine products out. Nobody has played well. The products are way down. Single price are down. Everything's down. Mm-hmm. Now, it's almost like we have this built-in cushion of a month where hey, player X for the Pistons is playing really well. Mm-hmm. He would have had no hype, except now I've seen what he can do. I actually have hype based on on-court performance. And, and then, bam, the next week, there's prices. cards coming out. Yeah, and Not even raising prices, just building anticipation okay. because the products aren't out yet. I, I think this has the potential to be a really good thing. Instead of product coming out before there's any hype, let's build hype and then drop product. Hmm. I think it's actually a good thing for the hobby. Do we know? Uh, do you have an idea for when that product comes out? I can. I already what? said no more questions. I, I'm just um, curious. I don't. I'm trying to think. Like hoops is usually early on. Hoops and Don Russ. I'm gonna. I'm, I I thought I had seen something around the December mark. Okay. We can we can pause I'm, for a minute. Find the info if you want. All right, guys. We cut out for just a second. Yeah, I don't even see any pro uniform stuff on the release calendar with firm dates. Not to mention, we still have. I actually, I forgot about this. Man, talk about a short show that's just running now. We still have not had Spectra, Select, uh, Panini 1 and 1, Mosaic, or Optic Contenders come out from last year's class still. And I'm probably missing something in there. I guarantee I'm forgetting something because I'm stupid and on cough medicine. I don't know if we're going to have anything this side of, of 2022. For, Other for, than Leaf. Yeah, anything licensed. Anything, yeah. Re- yeah, anything real. So... <laughs> 2021 mosaic basketball. Did you say that? Yeah, that that's what I mean. That's, but that's yeah. all last year's class, right? Yeah, it is. So again, I, I, wow. overall though, I think it's a good thing. Let these kids hit the court and actually play well. All right, that is your show. We're going to end there. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. Jesse will bring the energy he had today because he was solid. I will not feel like death on Thursday. Hoge will be here. And as long as he can answer some tough questions, then he will be allowed to stay. So there you go. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. See you Thursday. Goodbye.